Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Countdown to Infinity. I am your host, James, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Matt. Hi. I I didn't forget your name. I was just letting you introduce yourself. Ah, I see how it is. You weren't testing me to make sure I hadn't forgotten my name? It's a very real possibility. I know you pretty well, Matt. I could see you forgetting how to, you know, say your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That one syllable uh, is pretty hard. So, hey, we're back, uh, but we haven't seen Endgame yet, and that's there's a very good reason for that. Uh, it's because, A, we were not invited to, to the L.A. premiered last night, which I, think is, which I think is just really rude. Yeah. Because, I, 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 you know, we did a podcast about the whole series and, like, put in the time and effort, and I feel like the least they could have done was invited us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're clearly the only MCU podcast, and the only people that like these films exactly anyways so we didn't get invited to that which was rude uh and now it's the day after it's tuesday april 23rd we apparently uh, didn't get invited to critic screenings either because those happened today i would have much rather been invited to the world premiere well yeah the red carpet thing last night but we if didn't I, even if you're make gonna the give me the B choice here yeah that's fair uh and we're recording this uh we're about a little over 50 hours mm. from when Matt and I get to go see this on Thursday night at 10 o'clock. So we we didn't quite get the earliest possible showing, but we're doing okay. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. So we we didn't get the, the earliest showing for uh, a reason that, despite being as connected to the internet and extremely online as I try to be, and aware of the goings-on of the the movie industry. Um, I had heard rumors that the tickets for Endgame weren't going live until a week before the film came out, and then they just surprise-released them. And I had gone to bed the night they released, which I guess was April 1st, um, but had gone to bed and was lying in bed scrolling through Twitter when a, like an acquaintance of mine posted, oh, by the way, just generally to the internet, oh, by the way, in our endgame tickets are live so i leapt out of bed and ran into my office here to like pull up the cineplex website and uh the the six o'clock showing of endgame had already sold through like 60 percent of the center section um yeah and and it had like the tickets had maybe been live for 35 minutes at that point so uh we I opted in favor of the uh, the ten o'clock show so that we could have the like prime center by center theater experience in the IMAX theater in Victoria. So uh, it. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be fine. It it's okay. Yeah. I, I I'm not heartbroken. No, I'm just I'm legitimately excited. Me too. Um, I it's kind of it's starting to definitely hit that this is real. It's taken uh. I think actually more energy uh, from me than I was expecting not to just kind of poke my nose into uh, the, the subreddits where I know I'm going to find spoilers <laughs> because I'm just like, God, there's people who know what happened already and I'm not one of them. And I just want to know. Yeah. I know and, what you mean. Uh, and I was saying this to you uh, to before we started recording that, you know, uh, Game of Thrones started uh last week and we're two episodes in and i'm a huge game of thrones fan and i've been very excited for the final season and the fact that we're having to deal with basically these two massive uh 
pieces of media that have have existed for kind of this weird amount of time um, in my life because like both things kind of sort of happened at the same time. Uh, we we moved out of our old place with like friends and Ashley and I bought our own condo and it was kind of this weird like I'm an adult moment but I get to there's there's Game of Thrones and there's comic book movies now and that's super fun and now those are I mean the MCU is not going anywhere um, but that this sort of chapter of the MCU is and it's just like man this is all I've known for the last 10 years of my adult life mm-hmm. and I don't want it to end and I'm freaking out and for a while there, I was saying this to you. I was I was so amped for um, for Game of Thrones, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I think I might be more excited about Game of Thrones than I was about the MCU. And then, in preparation for this podcast, uh, Ashley and I sat down and rewatched Infinity War last night. And the minute it almost started, I was like, "Oh wait, no, never mind. <laughs> that that's a lie." <laughs> Uh, I love you, Game of Thrones, but no, my heart absolutely resides within the MCU, and I cannot wait to see how this thing uh, finishes, because, dear God, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, you and me both. Um, I was thinking about it today, because, of course, like people at work working in a game studio started talking about uh, Endgame in our Slack channel today, and I had to post to, like, listen, guys, please just sit on it for a couple more days. Don't like, I don't want joke spoilers. This has been like, this is a moment 10 years in the making for me. And I really don't want to even be like accidentally spoiled by somebody posting like hot tweets and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I like, so please just, just like, if you want to talk about it amongst yourselves out of earshot of me or whatever, like go ahead and do that. But understand that like i am taking two days off this week so that i can go to victoria and see this movie with not only one of my best friends but also i'm pretty sure we went and saw the original iron man together in theaters like i'm pretty sure we were in the same viewing of it so it's like this has been like a part of our collective friendship for 10 years and like this is really important to me and then like we are, we, you know, we're recording this podcast, and I will be really upset is the wrong word, but, like, I really don't want this experience to be altered, right? Like, I want to experience it the way I want to experience it. So I, I had to sort of, like, urge people to, like, please, you know, keep this on the down low for a bit. And then they are like, oh, dang. I, di- I didn't realize this was as important to you as it is. Okay, cool. We'll have our little conversation off over here and, like, keep it away from you and out of slack. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so nice. so that was pretty good. Um, I mean, it's easy because I got a tiny little game studio. There's, like, 20-odd people in our studio. So it's, it's like, relatively easy to maintain a pretty good relationship with everybody and, and have that kind of respect. But uh, I appreciated that they were like, okay. <laughs> fine yeah we'll go talk in the corner yeah um so we we had discussed um a few uh, i don't know when did captain marvel come out it was uh, like it was march 7th march 8th it, so yeah so it's like coming up on um two months ago yeah like you know eight or nine weeks ago we recorded the podcast for that and at the end we talked about how we would we were going to 
uh, do a podcast leading up to Infinity War, Infinity War, or not Infinity War, Endgame. We said we would rewatch Infinity War, like we've you know done a bunch of rewatch watches before and chat about that. We were going to talk about. We also mentioned that we were going to talk about um, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, we have decided to not talk about Spider Man into the Spider Verse today. We have, however, decided to just say, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do a proper episode of Countdown to Infinity about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and we're going to release it the week leading up to Spider-Man Far From Home, which is slated for the very first Friday in July. So at the end of June, uh, you will get the long-awaited Into the Spider-Verse podcast. I wouldn't suggest, or I I wouldn't say that it's going to be the norm going forward i do really like keeping this sort of as an mcu thing but there were a lot of people who really wanted us to to talk about that one so uh we will do that a little bit closer to the next spider-man movie uh which i am also excited about obviously yeah uh and interesting uh uh, kevin feige was just recently quoted as saying that uh that is the official end to phase three yes yeah he did spider-man far from home yeah, he did. He came out and said that is the actual end to phase three, which is interesting. I'm very intrigued to know what that means or if that's just like him being like, it's like we just needed an end to it. And that made the most amount of sense because it's the last movie this year. But yeah. <laughs> it, the mind kind of starts to boggle as like, wait, if the end game isn't the end of three, then why is Spider? OK, whatever. Yeah. I'll just wait to find out. Peter Parker dies at the end of home or far from home confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty funny, actually. <laughs> so for today, we're going to chat about uh, just Infinity War. We've, we've both rewatched it very recently. Um, we might chat a little bit more about Captain Marvel. Um, but yeah, so for me... Uh, when it comes to the number of times I've I've watched Infinity War, I saw it twice in theaters. Only twice. Yeah, I saw it twice in theaters, and I saw it. Um, I've now seen it three full times. Uh, at home, once, I think the ta- the day or two after it was released on, um, like, uh, digital media, like I rented it from iTunes or something like that. Right. Um. And then I watched it at Christmas time because it was just seemed like a good idea. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, some time off. Let's watch a fun movie. Uh, and then, and now it's on Netflix, which is great. Um, so I watched it on Netflix yesterday uh, with Ashley in, t- in anticipation of this podcast. I am. I was very kind of upset um, that uh, Disney does not release their. The only way that you can watch a Disney movie in 4k is through uh physical media right now. yeah by buying the 4k disc by buying the 4k disc and i recently bought a brand new tv oh, it's right. gorgeous yeah. it's great he it's the same tv yeah it's the same tv matt has but it's smaller um and i'm okay with that i'm a big enough man to admit that <laughs> um but what i don't own is any way to play 4k media nor do i really have any intention of buying one at least not right now i could see myself maybe getting obviously like the playstation 5 right um, i mean i assume in a couple years but that's both of the future consoles will support 4k playback Uh, yeah but but the thing is is that 4k playback is completely available via 
streaming services. Yes. I've watched 4K content both on I've rented uh movies via YouTube. I've um watched them on Netflix. Uh it's just for whatever reason Disney does not allow streaming of their content at 4K. I assume until uh we get Disney Plus. Mm. I mean, I say we. I say we. When the states get Disney Plus later this year, and we inevitably probably get it sometime in 2020. Uh, they're saying uh, before the end of the year in Canada. Are they? Yeah, they are. I had originally seen that it was going to be early 2020, but if they're saying end of the year, perfect. I'm obviously going to be subscribing to that oh, yeah. service. No There's doubt. no questions about it, especially if I can stream every MCU movie in 4K. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have um, bought every every MCU movie that is currently available in 4K. I have purchased... Uh, so I have the complete 4K collection uh, yeah. at currently. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War came out today, in fact. Um, nice. But they only have released maybe half the movies on 4K media so far. I assume most, like, the more recent ones. Yeah, it's mostly the more recent ones. Uh, all yeah. three Avengers, all three Captain Americas, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy 2... And, uh, am I missing one? I don't, maybe mm -hmm. I'm not missing one, Th but those basically. Either way. I mean, um, like it's, it's a possibility that they'll get there eventually with all of them. Yeah. I, um, like the funny thing is they have done 4k transfers of all the films now. Um, like they have them because they did the whole, like, uh, watch the entire MCU in IMAX thing last mm -hmm. year. And in order to do that, they had to, like, I mean, a lot. the older ones clearly are probably upscaled, but they had to do 4K transfers of all of them to show them in a screen format that large. So right. they have them. They're just not releasing them. Um, and what I really want them to do, like, I've sort of resigned myself to collecting them all individually for now, but if they ever do, like, a here's the three-phase 4K box set for $1,000, I will buy it in a heartbeat. I'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bought the, um, the phase one, uh, briefcase. Yes, with uh, the, thing. with the Tesseract in it. With the Tesseract in it, and I have that, um, at my house right now, and it's awesome, but... And I, I believe they made one for Phase 2, but it definitely didn't see quite uh, – either A, the amount of hype or the production. Yes. They just didn't make as many, um, which wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah, you're right. If they release a – I guess, was it 23 by the time Spider-Man Far From Home comes out? Yeah. Because this is 22, right? Yeah. Endgame's 22. Spider-Man's 23. If they came out in a few years and said, here is, yeah, 23 MCU films, all 4K Blu-ray in this gorgeous packaging, it's going to cost us, it's going to cost you $9.99 US, I will snap by that. Yeah, you know In what? a heartbeat, I'll snap by that. <laughs> I don't even want it to be in gorgeous packaging. I want it to be in a box. I don't need a statue. I don't need a Tesseract. I don't need it to be in a suitcase. I want it to fit on my shelf. That's fair. Like, I mean, it's going to be you know, something. You know the Battlestar Galactica box that's just, like, yes, the folio and is just, yep. like, a giant cardboard folio case that fits in your in your bookshelf? Yep. Give me one of those filled with Avengers movies in 4K. Like, yeah. that's, that is all I want. I don't want the clutter. I just want the brick of movies. Yeah, that's fair. I, like, I, yeah. Like, and I will buy that if I don't own anything to play them on. Yeah. I will buy that. Uh, so I guess 
dear MCU or dear <laughs> Marvel Studios, yeah. you now know that you we can you have two sales. Yeah, I guess. Dear Kevin Feige, there, yeah. um, please, if you would like to extract a thousand dollars from me, please create this piece of merch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when did you most recently watch Infinity War? Last week. You watched it last yeah, week. Yeah, I rewatched right. it in anticipation of this. I, uh, I, I, I did all my homework because you didn't tell me until literally this evening uh, that we weren't going to be talking about Spider Man. So I, I mean, like... I, I thought about it, and I rewatched Spider Man two weeks ago, uh, and just the more I thought about it, the more I realized I kind of want this just to be. I just wanted this to be a hey, let's get hyped for Endgame. Yep, and not just shoehorn Spider Man in. So I'll probably now watch Spider Man again in a couple weeks yeah um just to get it fresh in my mind but i mean ugh, that movie's awesome it's I love really it. good I can't, i'm i'm very excited to talk about it so it's so good so do you, do you still like infinity war i do still like infinity war um i watched it as i said a couple of days ago and upon completing it went into our slack and just posted man <laughs> infinity war is a great movie um i believe actually i said what a tremendous film. Um, I really like it. It's really good. I think it does a lot of stuff that's really interesting. But also, on the 4K version, I rediscovered the loose thread on Black Panther's outfit, and the movie <laughs> is once again ruined for me. That's fair. Um, it turns out that they didn't edit it out. I just didn't see it in my second viewing, and uh, it, it is definitely still there. All right. He's got a loose well, thread on his outfit, so my immersion is ruined. Zero out of ten, literally unplayable. That's fair. Um, I I was talking earlier about Game of Thrones, and I I Sunday's episode was fantastic. And if anybody uh you know out there listening watches it, I think you probably agree. I think gen- the general consensus was Sunday's episode was great. Uh, but it was great because of everything that came before it. Um, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, show me the best episode of Game of Thrones, I wouldn't show them Sundays, even though it's probably my favorite episode of all time now. Mm. Um, because with no context, it's just a bunch of people looking terrified <laughs> talking to each other for an hour, um, which is which is great for those of us who have in, who have invested so much time and love and energy into the series and that's exactly the same yeah. for Infinity War right Infinity War is the absolute sum of everything that came before it 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 works because of everything that came before it yep and it's never the movie that I would show somebody coming in being like show me your favorite Marvel movie because I think I think Infinity War is is still probably, and I'm gonna just go on a limb here and say that Endgame is about to dethrone Infinity War. But Infinity War is my favorite because of what it means and represents. Yeah, it's it's not the best film by any means. I don't think. Um, I think it's a entirely incredible film. Um, but there are still movies inside the mcu that probably tell far more cohesive stories um <laughs> that would make sense to a random person whereas it's just like oh here what how about you watch in you've never seen mcu here start with infinity yeah, war and see how that treats you it's definitely um, not the film i would pick to be like show me what the show me a single film encapsulation of what the mcu means this is not it uh no 
this is like the encapsulation of as you said everything that's come before it but it's not a snapshot it is like a, well a setup um mm-hmm. and whereas something like the avengers the first one is much more like here you oh, go absolutely here's your like yeah. picture of what the mcu is and you can yeah, extend sure. this template to anything else in the in the franchise and you'll have a pretty good idea what you're going going in for yep the other thing that i i don't know if i'd necessarily forgotten but i was uh, as i was sitting there i was just kind of uh unbelievably impressed with just how well that movie flows like it just very seamlessly tells this really great story um it's got you know a pretty long runtime at just over two and a half hours <laughs> well um, you are I'm, like a little yeah, baby yeah. <laughs> watch yeah. this and i know that we're in for three hours and one minute uh and two on, minutes on is it two minutes on thursday night and i'm excited and from everything that i've read so far because we have seen i have seen at least reactions i have yes. seen people's reactions to the film i have seen some tweets and and generally speaking, in fact, I haven't seen a single... I mean, there's obviously always going to be people who are like, it may be scoped a bit too big. But those are the same people who say every Marvel movie scopes a bit too big. Yes. And relies too heavily on CG for their fight scenes. It's just like, of course! Like, what? Yes. Why do you think this movie, why of all the movies, would be any different? Why is that still a criticism? <laughs> yeah. This movie struggles under the weight of its own indulgent spectacle and it's like yes that's what i'm going to this movie for are you kidding me yeah exactly (laughs) like people have talked about how like more than ever there's a lot of just blatantly fan servicey things in this one in endgame and it's just like "Uh uh-huh what were you expecting there not to be like (laughs) this movie was made for the people who have watched the 21 before it and not only is it made for the people who've watched the 21 before it, it's made for the people who've watched the 21 before it a hundred times. Yeah. It's made for the people who have made podcasts about it and YouTube series about it. Like, of course there's going to be fan service. Of course I'm excited for it. I, I just, I'm excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but uh, as for Infinity War, I don't know. Was there anything on this most recent viewing other than uh black panther's lone loose thread (laughs) that has that that has ruined the mcu for for you forever uh, yes it retroactively ruined all previous (laughs) films as well yeah um no i you know i don't really think anything stuck out Uh, i agree with you the movie flows really well it's really engaging um i am still really interested in the film as being like the story of Thanos's quest, um, and and the like, the depiction of Thanos and his psychology to an extent, and sort of like his motivations and so on. Um, I know after the film came out, there were you know there was a lot of various think pieces and essays talking about how, um, well, I, you know, and there's the the contingent of the the internet even that's like that you know Thanos was right um even ironically um but the like the movie the movie so, doesn't really cast him as empathetic like it sort of does but it it really doesn't he he is the main character of the film 
and it follows his journey, but his quest is pretty obviously unhinged, and his actions in the movie are basically all monstrous. And uh, well, it's just like, he very he just oversimplifies everything. Like yeah, he just seems so bent on this idea that snapping his fingers and wiping out half of the population of the universe will just instantaneously fix all of our problems. Right. And it's obviously like it's just not so simple. Yeah. No, exactly. Um and it it's one of those things where like Thanos as a character his like what he is trying to do isn't really meant to make sense. This was one of the criticisms I saw of the film. It's like, well, his motivations don't make sense. Why doesn't he just double all the resources in the universe? And it's like, well, it doesn't it's not meant to make sense he's a, like a megalomaniac he came up with the idea of committing genocide against his own people and was told at the time no you're crazy that's that's a terrible idea and then just because of what was going on on titan his world died and he blamed them for not letting him go through with committing genocide and that hardened his resolve to the point where he is absolutely positively convinced he is right. And there is nothing in the universe that will change his mind. And so his whole quest is about proving himself right. But he, he's not going to prove himself right. Like, he he did it. But the the universe's problems are not going to be solved. The Like, that is not... He's wrong. The movie tells you he's wrong um and so it's like i don't know i i feel like some of those those like well i want it you know he he, he should his his quest should have made sense well his, his quest makes sense to him um because in being told he was wrong and then watching his predictions come true he became convinced he was right and so as far as he's like he is going to do this no matter what because he can't be wrong and his like his ego won't let him be wrong um and uh i i think that sort of like exploration of his character is is quite present in the film particularly on repeat viewings like the more you go back to it, it the more obvious it becomes that like the movie only treats him as empathetic to the extent that that like it just explores his character um but I don't I don't really feel like the movie ever casts him as correct or like an aspirational figure. He's just somebody who's absolutely convinced of his moral correctness in murdering half the universe. Mhm. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. I uh I I mean that's a very serious thing. I have a I have a nitpick. Oh, a nitpick. But I don't think yeah, I so I like I what I sh- the one thing I think I actually should have done, although I can't really fathom doing it, um, and I've because I've never done it before is probably should have gone back and actually watched the chaos that was the post Infinity War podcast that you and I did. Oh yeah, um, because I don't remember anything we talked about nope, in that episode. I, I that's um, the piece of my homework I didn't do. Yeah, and and I'm realizing now I I probably should have, but I don't know if I talked. I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about this, uh, and it is definitely a pretty silly nitpick. But it has to do with the scene on uh, Vormir, 
Okay. Uh, when he go when when Thanos goes with the Gamora to get the Soul Stone. Okay. And we're we we are reintroduced to the Red Skull after you know years and years and years, and it was a really cool thing that happened. And I still stand by that. I love that hook. I love the fact that when they got there, the Red Skull was oh, yeah. waiting for them and 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 did his whole spiel. But when I was watching it last night. I was sitting back and thinking, it sounds like the Red Skull has given this spiel a good number of times. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the whole point that nobody knows where the Soul Stone is? And then I started just thinking that I just had this awesome visual of of Red Skull in his probably terribly shitty Vormir apartment waiting for people to show up. <laughs> And practicing this speech in the mirror every day because what the hell else is he going to be doing? Because he gets there and he's just in character. He's good to go. He's he's solemn. He's, uh, you know, he's, ah, it was just perfect. It was just like, wow, you've clearly done this before. But theoretically, nobody has come for this yet. Also, did you take over somebody's old job? <laughs> yeah, what happened to the previous guy who was here? Who was doing this before you? Because you've only been here for like eight years. Like, uh, it's, been <laughs> you long, actually... it's been longer than that. It's been closer to eight. Oh yeah, years, but... I guess it's been about eighty years, right? It's been about eighty years. But even still, I guess in the grand scheme of the universe, you don't really know. I guess it's never discussed how long the Soul Stone has been on Vormir, uh, but it's sort of alluded to the fact that it's been there for a very long time. Yeah. And it's just like, who is doing this job? Bef- yeah, who is doing this gig before you? Where'd they go? It's, like, did they get to retire? Or... Yeah, being the Vormir Guardian is like being Santa Claus and the Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the it's next like... guy gets doomed to take over the job, the previous guy gets to like retire or die. Yeah, whenever whenever somebody is destroyed by a uh, one of the Infinity Stones, you have to go guard the Soul Stone, or maybe it's specifically. Uh, uh maybe it's specifically uh the stone that which stone did he have he had the space stone he right had the space stone, no yeah yeah space stone space um, space no tesseract. power right the, in the tesseract the tesseract was the space stone it creates okay. the portals yeah, yeah you're right um so i don't know i just i was watching that last night and that was the kind of silly thing that goes through my head after you know the fifth or sixth viewing i start thinking wait a minute hold on yeah, he seems oddly at home and 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 very well prepared for Thanos's arrival. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe people show up every week and nobody's able to do it. Everybody's just, you know, they come alone or something. Yeah. Right. Oh, the price They're is like, too oh, high. Oh, dang, the price is too high. Or, oh, no, I left my loved ones at home and it's it's a really <laughs> long ways away. And I don't feel like going back and coming. You know what? Oh, you just no. keep the stone stone. Uh Turns out that uh, that Vormir just has like really really strict labor regulations, and so they can only uh, they they can only staff up the job in four hour shifts throughout the day. So there's actually six Soulstone Guardians. Ooh, I like it. That'd be good. Pay's um, good too. Yeah. Uh, did you, you said you rewatched uh, Captain Marvel? I did. Yeah. Anything new there? Um. Yes actually. So that's sort of what I wanted to touch on uh, because after our last podcast on Captain Marvel, naturally we received a lot of feedback in the comments and on Twitter. Um, 
or specifically I received a lot of feedback in the comments on Twitter uh, regarding uh, my articulation of my criticism with the film is how I'm going to put it. Uh, so I'm going to, I wanted to touch on this because I kind of want to cop to the fact that in that podcast, I kind of contributed to the chorus of white dudes who uh, came at that movie from the wrong angle. Um, and while we did sort of like get around to like in talking it through, we did sort of get around to the idea that, uh, the, the way the character arcs work in that movie was that like Yon Rog was being a sexist dillbag and, uh, that, that he like, he was undermining Carol. I don't think we ever really got to a strong articulation of the character arc. Um, and so after i and like part of that is because in the case of our discussion of of captain marvel um that was basically like we we had moved on from movies that we had watched a whole bunch of times into movies that we were watching and discussing basically for the first time right. um and so that conversation was as much us sort of working through our understanding of the film as it was like us coming with an educated perspective on it um so i i went back and i like i read a bunch of the commentary that we got on our video um and i you know i read think pieces and so on and and to try and get a feel for the film and and to try and understand why uh people disagreed with me as vociferously as they did um and yeah i i want to actually revise my opinions of that film a little bit um so I went back to the movie yesterday and watched it again, because it is, of course, still in theaters, um, with an eye towards understanding Carol's arc as clearly as I possibly could. Um, and I had originally, like when we talked about it the first time, described it as being kind of loose and that I felt like the thematics weren't really well integrated. Um, and I actually, I, I think I was wrong um the i think the angle that i was coming at it from was that of a white cis dude um and so i i went back to it trying to sort of really focus on what other people were getting from the film um and it sort of came to me that like the the primary arc for carol i think is her realization that she is investing in people and institutions uh, and looking for validation from those people and institutions that habitually hold her back and undermine her and have throughout her life. Um, and I think on rewatching it with that in mind, the movie comes together a lot more strongly for me. Um, and the yon Rog plot comes together a lot more strongly for me. So um, at the, like the, as I said, we sort of got around to the idea that he was being a sexist jerk. Um, but I actually think that it's maybe even a little bit more nuanced. Like, his actions in the film are even a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, because I think one of the things that made it a little difficult, a little more difficult for me to read the first time around, um, was we see, like, what we see of Cree society is depicted as being pretty egalitarian. Um, like, we don't see Yon rog treat Minerva 
the same way he treats Carol. And the way he treats Carol is all couched in language about like trying to help her realize her potential and like trying to be the best version of herself and so on. Um, but his actual actions are undermining her ability to do that. Uh, and I think the like there's they're maybe casting it in a way of like you know he he's talking the talk of supporting her but being confronted by a a woman who has so much more power and capability than him um he's like manifesting an insecurity and and it's like it's actually like a an even more noxious sort of sexism that is manifesting in yon rog uh where like he, you know he's all smiles and and like i'm trying to help you well actually like but only so long as you don't surpass me um and so the at the end of the movie when carol sort of comes to the realization that she's like well I've been essentially that sort of she's been looking for validation from the wrong places that she doesn't need that validation. Um, and that what is important is sort of her embrace of her own power and finding her own way and like being true to herself rather than true to what is expected of her. Um, that makes that catharsis moment at the end of the movie really, really, really work. Um, and so after like, it took me a little while to get there to where it's like, oh man, this movie is actually firing on more cylinders than I gave it credit for the first time. Um, but I actually think it is. It It is working a lot better than I gave it credit for the first time. I mean, I, I, I do hope that... Because, I mean, that's another shift with these movies too, right? We saw it with Black Panther. Uh, we see it in Captain Marvel. Um, you know, beyond uh, representation, just the, the stories that they're telling um, are getting to be more than just your standard you know good versus evil uh shown through the eyes of you know a character like iron man or uh thor or captain america i'm trying to get to the point that these people all have something in common uh so i i'm excited i i, I think that um we're gonna see a lot more really impressive growth with the storytelling moving forward with these series uh and uh we'll need to watch them yeah maybe a little bit more closely sometimes which is never a bad thing <laughs> yeah and like yeah i'm i'm here for it and like again we we mentioned it in the episode like this movie is not necessarily for i mean it is for you and me insofar as it's like a marvel movie and they want marvel fans to watch the movie and enjoy it yeah um but it's not it certainly you or me? it certainly can mean a lot more to others absolutely uh than um, it can to us and and, and so that's really cool the the extent to which it works or does not work 100 for for me um is more or less beside the point uh to the the value of the film um but i think it's uh you know what? I I straight up think it's a better film than I gave it credit for. I don't think that it affects its place in my rankings. Um, I think it it sits about where I want it to sit. Um, mm -hmm. But I I have liked that movie more every time I've seen it, and I see I've seen it four times now. I think um, maybe three, but uh, it continues to grow on me. 
So I appreciate that uh, that I got lots of feedback on the last episode because it did inspire me to go back and give, give it another look. And uh, I saw more there. So awesome. Thank you to our viewers. Cool. Um, all right. So I think we're kind of coming to the end here. Um, do you, do you, do you want to make any, uh, outlandish, outlandish, outlandish predictions? Uh, anything that you, th you think would never happen, but you want to see happen in Endgame? Uh, obviously spoiler warning, warning if Matt says anything here that happens to be true. Okay. So how spoilery are we willing to get? You can go as spoilery as you want, as long as you can promise me that you're making this up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so, you haven't accidentally seen something. <laughs> okay, so that's the extent of how spoilery we can get. Um, yeah, but yes, warning because, to everybody listening right now: if you do not want even speculation, please stop listening now uh, and just go watch the movie, right? And then come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. Okay, so the reason I asked that is because I did see something um mm -hmm. but it was it's not like plot detail um it's just i saw some some people at the premiere who i didn't expect to be at the premiere and so i oh was, wait was, hold on was, can i can i just say i want to say something really quickly yeah about that i got so angry last night and this just reminded me and i'm sorry but i i was on the internet looking at my phone last night and I came across this article um, talking about how star studded uh, how everybody in Hollywood was at the Avengers premiere last night. <laughs> and I foolishly clicked through thinking I, I will enrich my life in some meaningful way by reading this article and then proceeded to literally just read a list of all of the people who were just in the movie. And it's just like, that's not how you can't. I was expecting like a bunch of random names to show up. And there were a few like Miley Cyrus th was there, right. but she was there because of, uh, you know, her connection with Hemsworth. And it's just like, I, okay, uh, whatever. But it was literally just a bunch of people that have been in MCU films. And I'm like, well, of course they're going to be at the premiere for goddamn Endgame. Yeah. You know who wasn't at the premiere for Endgame, though? Who? Poor Tom Holland. Tom Holland wasn't at the premiere? Tom Holland wasn't at the premiere because uh -huh. he is in contractual reshoots for a movie that was supposed to... Sorry, he is in contractual reshoots for a movie, I believe it's called Chaos Walking or some such thing, um, uh -huh. which is a young adult sci-fi movie where he's acting uh, across from Daisy Ridley. Uh which was made for $100 million and has probably doubled its budget in cost overruns at this point, uh, was deemed unreleasable garbage in test screenings, and wow. uh, he is now in contractual reshoots uh, for a movie that was supposed to have released in March of this year. So classic Tom Holland, he's stuck on set in God knows where, doing reshoots, for what is likely to be one of the worst movies of the year when it finally comes out. The movie has six writers um, and has apparently been reshot like twice at this point. Um, and he had to miss the Endgame premiere because that of it. That sucks. Doesn't, doesn't it? And it, it feels like classic Tom Holland. Um, but poor guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, that sucks. So, yeah, he was not at the premiere. Um, But he was, was, as far as I'm aware, the only cast member that wasn't at the premiere. All right. Um, Anyways, game back. Anyhow, I I was saying I saw some people at the premiere that I didn't expect to be there um, that has my speculative brain running. um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to say who it was or why on the podcast. Um, But that is my most outlandish prediction is that – there will be there's some there, there. there's some pe- there, there's some people that you just did not expect to be on the the cast list yes that are going to make some surprise appearances yes who i don't who are not as far as i'm aware on the cast list right um, but who i would be delighted to find in the film um what are my most outlandish predictions uh okay so most outlandish prediction um is that the girl we see hawkeye teaching uh, bow and arrow two in the trailer is actually uh kate bishop okay and not his daughter uh my okay. expectation is that it is his daughter and they're playing fast and loose with the timeline a bit and they've just aged her up um but if it turns out that it's actually kate and as a res- and they're like teasing this rumored hawkeyes tv show i'm all in 100 percent. sign me up um yep that would be rad but that's in the trailer so i feel like that's free fair game to to talk about um other outlandish things um what other major predictions have i got um let me let me think on that what's yours i like i don't even i don't even really know um and I'm kind of scared to even speculate just because of what I... Because the, the most interesting thing that I've heard uh, in terms of reaction is just how how kind of unexpectedly important this film is to all the ones that they made before. Mm. Like, all the ones that came before it. And I, I mean... I don't think it's a tremendous secret that there's probably going to be some timeline shenanigans or some some universe jumping or something. Yeah. And I don't I don't know, but it, it like that's sort of a given at this point. Um and I feel like by introducing things like that, they can probably get away with giving a lot more people than maybe we expect a happy ending. Mm. And I kind of I think that's just kind of what I I want is I I don't I kind of just want a a cool unexpected not necessarily like I I don't at all expect for the movie to end and every single avenger that is currently alive to still be alive all the ones that died regardless of how they died to be alive and continuing on in life right right like, I, that's not going to happen um but i also don't think for a second it's going to be as uh formulaic as steve rogers sacrifices his life to save the universe right right that's unbelievably cliche boring and i don't think that would happen in a million years um and honestly if that did happen it's what would make me the most upset <laughs> but i i am almost 99 percent sure that it would never happen Mm. Um, 
So I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping for a really unexpected ending to all of this. Hmm. And that's, it's kind of where I'm at with, you know, this, this isn't a game of Thrones podcast, but it's kind of where I'm at with that show as well, where, um, that show is going to be a hell of a lot more ruthless <laughs> and it's okay. And that's, and that's okay because I, I, I have come to expect it. Um, but what I want from that show is the, and you know, this is me talking about this week's episode again, is that I just want the, the idea of compassion and, and setting aside differences and working towards a greater good. I, I just like those ideas to uh, exist after whatever is about to happen happens um because at that point it doesn't it doesn't re i mean obviously i want all of my favorite characters to survive but that's not going to be an option <laughs> but i kind of almost don't care as long as everything that you know that has come to be uh is present after uh whatever is yeah whatever is about to happen mm. happen and it's kind of the same with with i think avengers in that sense is that i think they'll be a little bit more nicer about it uh, but that's my hope. So. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be good. I I I I'm fully expecting to be uh, very happy coming out of that movie. I I really don't like. I don't think it's at all uh, unfair for me to be more hyped about this movie than I think I've ever been about any movie before. And I don't think I will be. I don't think there's a chance I walk out of that theater being like, "Well, that was stupid." <laughs> <laughs> right like there i just that's just not gonna happen 10 years like, for that yeah 10 years for that this is the one they decide to completely punt on please <laughs> it's just like that's not gonna happen like you know it's not gonna happen so uh i'm just pretty excited to experience it yeah so. yeah all right well maybe we should just leave it at that and get excited that in 51 hours... Is it 51 hours? It's 51 hours from right this second of recording. I find uh, that hard to believe, considering it's now well, 736. Yeah. So, 48 hours plus 3. No, it's less than that, right? Yeah. 10 o'clock. 49 and a half hours. Well, I mean, we have to get through commercials and previews, yeah, I mean, so it'll probably 40, actually be that. It'll be closer to 50 hours because, yeah, there's going to be 15 minutes of, of ads and then another 25 minutes of trailers. Um, but, man, think of the cool trailers we might see. They're going to attach some pretty dope trailers. I hope so. Movie, right? Uh, they better. There's going to be, there's going to be a, like, out of, here's my outlandish prediction. Uh-huh. Surprise trailer for Guardians 3. Oh damn! I mean, no. <laughs> turns but out sure. it turns. Cool. Yeah. Well, you asked for outlandish predictions. <laughs> turns yeah. out they've actually kept James Gunn on retainer this entire time, um, and the uh, the entire like cast protest was all staged PR uh, to give it like to give them the justification to bring him back on once the Fox merger had completed. But they've actually secretly been working on Guardians Three this whole time. And surprise drop a trailer with Avengers. All right. That's my, I mean, like, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. All right. Which is 100% not going to come true, but... Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, I would be totally here for, uh, like, surprise drop trailer for any of the movies they've been working on, though. Um, yeah. Like, any Something. of the, the Phase 4 films. Yeah, um, that'd be sweet. Yeah. 
I mean, I assume we're going to hear about them sooner or later. Um, yeah, I mean, what when's D23 or whatever this year in August? After yeah, Spider-Man comes out, they they will yeah. have to give us the slate for the next, like, at least... At least year. The next year. Yeah. Yeah, like, we don't have any idea what the next movie after Spider-Man is, really. I mean, so, it's I don't... it's probably Black Widow at this point, which I probably. think is the only one that's filming right now. Yeah. Um, no, that's I, like, I, cannot I mean... e- can't even think of whatever... whatever ah, I'm about to sneeze. I'm sorry. Um, I can't even think of whatever else is filming um because we know black or we know black widow is like like quite far along in development we know doctor strange 2 is being worked on but i think it's still in scripting yeah um black panther 2 is being worked on but again i think it's still in scripting um yeah it it will be a surprise to see what they drop we'll figure it out uh all right so um, you should ideally, hopefully, be hearing this uh, before you go see uh, Avengers Endgame this weekend. Um, I'll get this out on you'll at the earliest. You'll be listening to this on Wednesday, uh, and I will definitely get it out on Wednesday. Um, Matt and I, as I said, we're going to go see the ten o'clock show on Thursday night. Uh, we are not doing uh, the coming back to the office and live streaming. Thank goodness the podcast. That no, we're just not going to do that. But what we are going to do is come in. Uh, I mean, not even bright and early, like mid morning, like after a yeah. nice breakfast. <laughs> oh, I like that <laughs> um, idea. Yeah, we'll go for a nice breakfast Friday morning, and then we'll come in and record that podcast. And I will uh, probably try to have that out by uh, very early next week. Oh, are we? Uh, like, are we going to do the live recording of it? We. I don't think we actually I, discussed that, but we theoretically can. Uh, you and I can discuss it. Okay. I don't know. I, I had been uh, operating under the expectation that we would be doing it live and then, and then like, taking the audio it, and turning that into the podcast. So it, it will depend on the streaming schedule uh, at the office. Gotcha. Uh, as of right now, there is something that would conflict with that, uh, but it might not happen. If it doesn't happen, we can figure it out. If it does, then we'll just have to do it uh, like we normally do, which okay. is pre-recorded, All right. which is fine. Sure um but yeah so i'll i'll endeavor to have that out as quickly as possible so you can uh hear our uh hot takes on endgame although i assume it's probably just going to be about an hour and 12 minutes of us screaming a lot more or less or or sobbing into each other's shoulders that's true could also be a lot of sobbing i expect that to happen at the theater quite a bit so uh Anyways, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us on this uh, special edition of Countdown to Infinity, the lead-up to Avengers Endgame. Uh, if you want to follow us over on Twitter, you can do so. I'm at James underscore LRR. Matt is at Matt underscore LRR. Um, obviously, we couldn't do this uh, sort of stuff without your support over at Patreon.com slash LoadingReadyRun. Uh, LoadingReadyRun.com for all of the fun stuff that we do. Uh, and Matt streams over on his personal channel at uh twitch.tv slash wiggins w-i-g-g-i-n-s sick yeah you can find all that linkage in the description below uh until i don't know like a few days from now this is going to be a quick turnaround yeah it's not even Um, by the time most people listen to this i mean by the time most people listen to this it will be months from now and and we will have already seen Endgame, and the Endgame episode will be av- available. But uh, for for anyone who's like listening concurrent, 
uh, it won't even be a few days. It'll it'll be like probably less than 24 hours, more like 36. Yep, it'll be quick. So get hyped. Get hyped. All right. Bye, everybody. So long. Are you still here? That was a there's good no, one. there's no end. We're not even really technically talking about a movie. We're not going to talk about. Just go watch Endgame. Jesus, what's wrong with you people?